Blog Talk Radio. Okay, no music. Ah, how you doing? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. That's Shanahan here from the Unexplained World with my co-host Annette. Hello, Annette. Hello, and I'll just say how I'll sing my hello. Will that be good? Since <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have no yeah. music. Yeah. yeah, it's strange. I I updated a new version of it. Okay, and uh, it's not there, but that's fine. Uh, we're used to it living here. Um, what do you say that? we got a bunch of people online already listening in there. What do you say if we bring Scott on already? Okay. Oh, please, of course. Sure, save the announcements for later. Good idea. Yeah. Hello, Scott. How are you doing? Hello, Ed. How are you? Oh, we're doing fine. Doing fine over here. Good, e- good um, evening, Annette. Hi, Scott. Thanks for coming back to join us though, once again. You're like our reoccurring guest now. Isn't that cool? You, you, you know what? It, not only is it cool, but this is an unbelievable honor because I absolutely love your show. Oh, yay! Thank you, Thank you very much. I'm like, uh, a, I'm, the, I'm like a true fan of the two of you. Oh, Thank you. Right on. <laughs> for the listeners, Mr. Scott Grosper is what I would consider a tarot expert. He's the author of The Massive Tarot. Um, basically, he has sold out a couple times, hasn't it, on yeah, I, Amazon? I, 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 I've been very blessed. Yeah, it's um, it, it's been a remarkable seller, uh, and it, in fact, it, it may wind up going overseas, and we'll talk about that. I've got a, a second book that's in the works, and uh, as a result of the first one, so I've been uh, very fortunate. I'm very very happy about all of that. Congratulations. Super. Well, thank you. Super super, Scott. Tonight we um. We're gonna we're gonna discuss the power of symbols and how they tie in with readings. Um, I love you choose a subject, and that's what you wanted to choose. And um, so, why don't you take over a little bit right now? Well, th- thanks, Ed. And you know, when you when you and I were exchanging messages about what the show topic should be, I really tried to. Uh, find what would be of the most value for not only you, but for the listening audience. And mm-hmm. the, the economy has not gotten substantially better. Uh, I know that here on the West Coast, things are challenging at best. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I know keeps being a repeated pattern uh, during the sessions that I have and the seminars that I give, and some of the things I keep being asked about are, Scott, this is great. You know, you've got the Deck of Shadows and you've got the, the masks of tarot, at the end of the day, so what? Uh, what does that do for me to help me create a better world to live in? And what I've tried to explain to people is, is that you're about as happy as you make up your minds to be. And Abraham Lincoln said that one. And it's, it's one of those things where I tried and do try and continue to strive to show people that if they will just appreciate the internal symbols, the internal dialogue, the internal language they have going on in their own lives every day, whether it's through the use of an oracle, uh, something like my deck of shadows, or through the tarot, or angel cards, whatever it may be, or their own internal references, whether it's symbols of faith, some people use crosses and mogan davids uh, mm-hmm. and onks and the like, uh, others have 
a more esoteric or Wiccan background, and so they bring that symbolism. It doesn't matter. As long as, they're, they're, as long as there are certain things that they'll start appreciating that repeatedly show up in their lives as patterns, they can start using those very real things. And one of the techniques that I've been doing lately with the Deck of Shadows, and I know you guys have them, um, yes. is, is down at the bottom of each one of the, the shadow cards is an actual symbol. And that was put in there on purpose by me to give people something to focus on. You know, when I say the word cow to you, mm-hmm. you don't think the, the letters C-O-W, an image comes to both of your minds immediately. Right. If I show you a picture of the Twin Towers and smoke billowing out of them, it doesn't take a whole lot for a flood of meaning to come to your mind. And one of the things that I'm really careful about when I talk about symbolism, particularly in a divination and or oracle setting, is that we understand that symbols can do two things. They can manipulate us, usually through fear or sadness or anger. Um, mm-hmm. the, twin to- the Twin Towers, for example. If I were to put mm-hmm. a swastika up, that, for the most part, throws fear and anger into the mix. If I put a cross up, for the most part, that inspires. And so when we talk about symbols... I am most interested in finding out what are your personal set of symbols that we can take that you can use in a positive manner that provoke you into what your dreams and aspirations are and what you can do to uh, literally take the experience you have to the next level. And so one of the things that that we've been playing with on air and in seminars and um, I've I got to say, I'm, I'm unbelievably excited. Uh, at the end of this month, on August 21st, I actually will be appearing uh, live in London. Uh, at, uh, I've got, there's a British society over there that has asked me to appear at one of the oldest magical bookstores in London. It's called Treadwells mm-hmm. in, in Covent, Covent Garden. And oh. this, is one, this is one of the things that we're going to be talking about live uh, with the people uh, in attendance. And it's it's kind of taken on a life of its own because it's so easy and it's so instantaneous and you're doing it anyway. Um, It's just a matter of literally taking symbols and taking what your internal dialogue is and making people aware of them so that they can instantly use that to anchor in their dreams, their hopes, their aspirations and take it all to the next level. Uh, It's Again, it's one of those things where I've got friends out of work. I've got friends who are struggling. I've got friends who are certainly challenged in this economic uh, downturn, and they need things to help keep them going. Mm-hmm. And and a, a lot of the ancient uh, shamanic and Eastern traditions deal a lot with meditation. For us in the West, it's, it's pretty difficult, quite frankly. I, I know when I first started doing meditation, we're not raised that way. You know, to, right. sit, there and, to sit there and tell me to think of a mantra... Uh, doesn't do a whole lot. Uh, for those of you who have been through the oneness blessing, uh, it, it's fine, but what does the OM actually mean to us in the West? And so this is not to replace those, it's to su- supplement them. And what I thought we would do tonight is, in addition to, to the readings, everybody certainly loves to, to talk about that, mm-hmm. but it's for the three of us to have a dialogue and kind of talk about our own experiences. I know Ed, for example, 
um, you know, you're a leading Chicago psychic and you're doing all of this phenomenal uh, parapsychology investigation and the haunted investigations and the like, you know, even when you're dealing in that realm, there are certainly for you a set of internal references that come out, even if you want to call it your own spidey sense when you walk into a room and you right. feel something, there are a set of, the, of, of images that come up for you that you can actually start to order. Annette, for you, um, you mm-hmm. come from a different setting altogether, and you mm-hmm. have a set of internal references. The, the, the really fun part for me is that here are three of us talking. We haven't even taken a caller, and yet all three of us have completely different picture picture that mean things to us. Mm-hmm. And, we're able, and, yet, and yet we're able to talk. We're able to communicate. Yeah. And people, you know, look at the cave dwellings. Mankind has always talked in pictures, at least first and foremost. And again, like I said, if, you know, if I put an image up instantly, it means something, whereas a word you might not understand. Yeah. Right. Right. I, uh, I, when you start talking, it's like I use a symbol. When I'm deciding, you know, when I have a, a concept, a thought, or whatever, and I'm deciding, is it the right thing, okay? Especially with the spiritual side. If a, symbol, a certain symbol presents itself, then I know I'm on the right track. And uh, so it's amazing that you um, mention this. And it has proven itself, you know, so. And that's uh, the important part. It, it's not only provocative for you. And again, these are personal symbols. You don't necessarily want to share them with everybody. Um, because it's your own internal reference. The, the beauty of using these images is images change. And I want people to understand that as we go through this discussion tonight, you can feel free to change your personal symbolism, your personal attributes, anytime you want to. When something stops working, it stops working. Um, mm-hmm. you, you put up an American flag and there are reasons that it inspires some people. There are reasons that it enrages some people. You show the pic- you show that same American flag being burnt or on the ground being stomped. That's a whole different uh, set of meanings. You put an American flag backwards on a soldier's shoulder. Yeah. That that is a different meaning altogether too, and it, it's because the image changes and revolves and evolves. And again, it's one of those things where I don't want. I'm not into rules. It's one of those things where let's, mm-hmm. take the, let's take the set of internal meanings that everybody has and move it one giant step forward. Learn it, you know, for example, in your case, Ed, you've got this internal symbol that works. It's proven. It's something you believe in. At some mm-hmm. point, it may stop working for you. And the, the, the important part is to be able to take you to the next step and come up with another, or at least give you the skill set to come up with another symbol rather than being like a cork in the water waiting for it to be washed over to you. What I was saying is there are specific techniques that even arise out of Carl Jung's uh, visual uh, explorations, his, his imagination theories that allow you to actually take control of the kinds of symbols that you use in your life. Okay. What a, what appears when I have, like I said, a thought in my 
doing the right thing? Is it the right concept? Is it, you know, for the spiritual side of what I'm doing? It's something that appears in a physical sense, which is what blows my mind. And I've actually have it, um, few people see it and they say, what is that for? And I said, whenever it appears, I grab it and I keep it because it's a message, message that I'm on, you know, doing the right thing and being watched over. So uh, basically what it is, a feather from a bird hmm. appears. And I consider it, angel, you know, uh, part of an uh, uh, angel's wing, which is saying we will watch over you in your decision. So I say that feather when I find one. And see, not only is that terrific, but it's got very ancient archetypal roots. Uh, matter of fact, on one of the Deck of Shadows cards, there's a feather. Uh, historically, <laughs> birds have always been messengers. Historically, um, I mean, there's a whole concept called the language of the birds, uh, which if uh, we don't have time for this show to go into, mm-hmm, it, which, mm-hmm. which is a whole magical language that if you go into and study, it's a discussion of how to contact your higher self and how to contact um, the elder gods, if that's, if that's your um, frame of reference. And so the concept of feathers isn't just related to angels and guardians and safe harbors, mm-hmm. but it's also mm-hmm. it's a perfect message for you because that's what it's historically always meant. Well, I am going to look that up uh, probably tomorrow then on the Internet to see if I can find anything, any reference to that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, no, that's terrific. And, and Annette, I'm curious, with, with, with you, and I'm, I'm not asking you to say anything publicly because sometimes these personal symbols are quite magical, and, and it's fascinating, Ed, that you say what you're saying. Um, it doesn't surprise me that when you start becoming so attuned to a personal set of symbols in your life that they start showing themselves in very physical ways. Uh, Annette, you've got to have some of the same experiences, no, knowing what little I know of you, but knowing how attuned you are with your own system of working. Absolutely. In fact, it's funny, too, sometimes when you're so connected to a person that you can have the same kind of symbols. And I've, I've known for a very long time that Ed and his feathers were, you know, very connected. And for me, actually, there's a, a, a slight variation to it, but anything with wings. In fact, it was funny, you know, I've got seven tattoos, and I think six of them have something with wings, butterfly, dragon, angel wings, you know. So wing is, anything with wings has always been very, it draws me, you know, big time. And I think that it's, it's kind of cool that here, the first one that Ed would say is feathers, and when you first started mentioning we, don't, we all have our set of symbols, I started mm-hmm. jotting mine down. And wings is one of the ones that I said uh, was writing just as Ed said is feather. <laughs> <laughs> well, now what's, fascin- what's fascinating with the two of you is that you've got this in in both your cases, but particularly with Ed, feathers are it's kind of your early warning system. It's it's the thing that protects you and tells you everything's okay. It's it's your place of safety. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I, I would urge you to take that personal symbol sometime, and whether you call it meditation or just contemplation or just quiet time, you know, Ed's time out. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, I call it my thoughtful spot, just, you know, as, as a play on on Winnie the Pooh. 
you you can you can take that image and I don't know about you Ed whether your feather image is one thing in particular I know in the physical world it's going to change depending on what's happening and what appears to you but for an internal reference and an easy way uh, to actually amplify the meaning of this symbol for you is to, to sometime when it's quiet just close your eyes and picture a feather and now start seeing it turn in 360 degrees. <clears throat> and the beauty is, I want you to tell me if there, there's a, I want you to now visualize a circle of light around your feather. What color is it? At this time, I'm not, I'm concentrating on the show step, but I will do that. Okay. No, well, yeah. w- when you do that, take a look at the color that surrounds it, and then take that color and surround yourself with it, kind of like a, a circle of light. Okay. And and watch how much more meaning that feather starts to have for you. Okay. Okay. It, it really is actually truly remarkable. And what I've what I've done with that, uh, particularly in the last week with uh, a number of people who've had some very uh, serious personal challenges uh, for them, it at least gives them a way to focus very similar to what Japa meditation and some of the Eastern uh, religions put forth. But it makes sense to us in the West. And, and Annette, for you, what's very cool is that for people who actually want to work with their symbols, they can take those circles of light, and if we get any colors tonight that, that it's appropriate to do with, you can actually use that to start manifesting things that you want rather than using them strictly for symbols or images of security. It actually is, is a fascinating way to create an internal trigger that up until now, theories like the law of attraction and the secret and you know, the manifesting books have all talked about, but it's all been words. This gives you an actual visual key to start using that people who have used angel cards and tarot and you know my deck of shadows, things like that, have known for a long time because that's all we work with, our symbols and images. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I took I took a little bit out of your book, um, the Master Tarot, when I'm doing the the readings, and I usually hit the people when they sit down. The very first thing have them do is pull their most favorite card and their least favorite. Mm-hmm. And later on, then I use it. You know, then it's the very last thing I do the reading with. And I ask, and in most cases, it's the symbols that strike them, not the name of the card or anything else so it's fascinating to what you're talking yeah it's fascinating that you say that and thank thank you for for uh, using the techniques out of the book it's something that obviously um, i use all the time i've always said that the masks of tarot really is doing nothing more than describing an updated rorschach inkblot test uh, that you're showing people these images and it doesn't matter whether the cards are printed in French from the Marseille deck or they're Italian or they have no words on them at all, you're absolutely right, Ed. People are keying in on the image because those are the things that touch us the most. Sometimes I actually get people who key in on the colors of the cards, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, so, and so we work on you know, what the correlation is uh, with respect to, you know, I'm keying in on the red, that's my favorite color, I don't like the green, and so you can actually work the same type of technique, and it's 
unbelievably effective. Yeah, a lot of people choose uh, Sun Card, and it's it's because of the color. Or I like to look at a happy child on a white horse, you know, stuff like that. And it's always describing colors with the symbols. So, yeah, right on. Right on I will that. tell you one of the things that I've, I've actually been spending more time with, uh, those people who, who've seen the Deck of Shadows, um, the deck that I created is black and white. There are no colors in it mm-hmm. at all. And right. so it's, it's funny that we're sitting here talking about colors, and here I create a deck that has absolutely none of them in them other than shades of gray. And one of the things that I've explained is that the Deck of Shadows, truly when I put it together, is essentially a coloring book for the soul. And what I do when I show them the black and white cards is I ask them to say, if you were going to color the cards in, tell me what you see. And so we, oh. actually, we actually do this whole internal visualization right then and there, which is even more impressive to the person you're reading because now suddenly they've got their own projection. So when they see the, you know, the card, for example, of alchemy, mm-hmm. and you see the, the woman with her arms outstretched and it stands for balance and nature, and down at the bottom there's, there's this pot for mixing all the chemicals and, and elements together, and I say, what colors does this call forth to you? Now you're actually taking... The, the techniques from the masks of tarot and letting them project those on to the black and white deck as well. And it's, it's actually pretty fascinating. Um, and then, of course, you, you could get into the whole discussion of why black and white. That's because shadows don't have color. Uh, and, and I would urge you that in your readings, ask the people what the colors mean to them too, just, okay. like, you would with, just like you would with the images, because it's, it's absolutely fascinating when you start combining uh, a skill set like color recognition, even with people, by the way, who think they're colorblind. You know, I think... uh, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Anna. No, I was just going to say, perhaps some kind of a a test would even be uh, to show or let people look through any deck uh, that's black and white like this, and, and then later on say to them, what color was the Dreams card? They may not recall that it was an entirely black and white deck. They may fill in the blanks with their own subconscious and say, oh, it was blue and white, or it was yellow and gold. Well, okay, now now since you've brought that up, I guess I will tip something that I've never tipped before that I've started doing. How would you like me to do it on your show? Um, One of the things that I have been doing uh, with the Deck of Shadows, and by the way, for people who may be listening, uh, who don't even know what we're talking about, uh, you can go onto my website, which is thinkingmagically.com, and go to the, the little section that says Oracle Cards, and you can see the images that we're talking about. Uh, it doesn't, you can do it for free. It doesn't cost you anything, no obligation. But if you go over to the left, you can actually see the images, and if you click further, there are even more images for you to take a look at so that you can at least at some point if you're re-listening to the show or now, see what we're talking about. So here's and what what's I'm the doing. webpage again? Uh, what's the webpage thinking, again? It's thinking okay. magically, T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G, and mm-hmm. magically, M-A-G-I-C-A-L-L-Y.com. And then just go to the top and click on Oracle Cards, uh, which is where people can, can purchase them if they want to. Um, but again, it's for purposes of discussing all the symbols. So here's what I do, and I know that, that you guys have this deck, and it's really uh, add an extension 
of what you are already doing with the concepts from my book, The Masks of Tarot. I will take the deck of shadows, shuffle it, mix it, spread it out, and then take one card face down. Now, the back is black and white, too, but I will place the card face down in their palm. And all I will do is ask them, tell me what's on the other side. Tell me what images you see, what sounds you hear, and then Annette tying in with what you were saying, tell me what colors are on the other side of this card. Hmm, Interesting. And then add to take it one step further. Remember, I've got one card, and all it is is just down in their hand. Um, They've never seen it, but I'm asking them to bring their intuition and their own set of symbols into play at this point. Because candidly, most people, and we've talked about this before when I've been on your show, most people, when they come for a reading, there are only so many different types of topics people can come to ask about. Mm -hmm. You know, is it travel? Is it health? Is it romance? It's usually romance, but, you know, it's... Whatever it is, they come with their their set of preconceived needs that, just like an inkblot test, when you put a card face down in their hand and start asking them, tell me, I know what you've come here today, I've put a card in your hand, tell me what it is you're coming to talk about, and then you say, tell me what's on the other side of the card. Now, I've pulled the card, tell me, tell me what this card says to you. You're going to start getting a lot of feedback from them at that point. You then, with the same exact card, by the way, can say, and now tell me, what would you not want on that card? If I were to turn the card over, what would you not want to see there? And you see how that does exactly what you're doing already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's the same thing as saying, take the take your favorite card out and then mm-hmm. take out your least favorite card. It's just another technique, particularly for people that you've already been doing this with and by the way this works with any oracle you don't have to do it with my deck of shadows i like doing it because the deck is in black and white and they're projecting other things onto it that aren't there anyway again kind of this coloring book for the soul kind of thing Uh, whereas with tarot you can either use the 22 majors which is what i recommend in the masks of tarot or you can Mm -hmm. take any any card out at all and I've I got to tell you, this is, this is an extension of something that was done with me uh, more years ago than I even, even care to, Matt, or to tell you about. I was actually just starting college, and I was introduced for the first time to a professional reader. And all he did when we first met was take his cards out and put one face down in my hands and tell me to describe it. And it's always stuck with me what he did. And by the way, I have no idea what card I ever held in my hand. We had an entire discussion, an entire reading, off of one card that nobody ever looked at. (laughs) (laughs) Really just a prop at that point, right? Exactly. But bear in mind, I think that's what most physical oracles are anyway. Um, You know, I've always said that if you're a good reader, you could read light fixtures. Um, they, they really, they really are props. And, and what's fascinating, you know, when I do readings on air, for example, uh, like we're going to do a little bit later, yeah. I'm, you're not touching any cards. I'm not talking to you. I'm getting images and intuition and feelings and sensings at about you and Annette, um, but we're not involved in anything. It's there's, there's nothing physical. This isn't television, right. and it's not live. 
But if we're up close and personal, for me to do the same thing is almost anticlimactic. I've got to tell you that, and I, Ed, I think both you and Annette, because I know you do live readings, will appreciate this. People want to touch things. They want to be involved. They want that bridge, that crossover that lets them say, hey, I'm part of this process too. Um, and, you know, one of the things I've started using, for example, are keys. And I, I use a set of, of now uh, various types of skeleton keys and old keys, etc., to do readings with, not because I need the keys myself, but because mm-hmm. it's something very tangible and um, it's very evoking. People love handling this stuff. You give them a set of dice, for example, and let them start mm-hmm. using that, and, and it becomes unbelievably powerful. Rune stones, again, something very archetypal that, that people, they don't know why they like them, but they like them. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it, I mean, at the end of the day, Annette, uh, come on, tarot cards are nothing but a bunch of paper. Oh, it's what, right. It, it, it's what we do with them. Angel cards, nothing but a bunch of paper. It's the feelings and the intent, and as I've said before, the, the real secret behind magic is the meaning you give to it. And yeah. so, Absolutely. yeah, it becomes a prop, um, but it becomes a very powerful prop that they can then take away with themselves. So, you know, that that technique that I just told you about is something that I've actually never shared on air before. Um, unbelievably powerful and very evocative when you do it with readers. Very telling, by the way, because they, I think you will find they're they're amazed at what they have to say about their own problem. Which sometimes, by the way, that's what a good reader is. It's just a good listener. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> I ain't going to deny any of the business part of it with you, Scott. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, I've always said that anybody can read. I, I really believe that anybody can read. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the difference is, matter of fact, I just got done doing a show where someone called in and she said, I've got your deck of shadows, I love the way it looks, I can't read it. It's worthless. She didn't say it that way, but it's, I can't read it. And I said, well, I, can we try something? And we went through on air with the deck in her hands, and suddenly she's reading her cards. And yeah. it's, it's, again, it's just one of those things where if you just open the door and give people permission to have these symbols and have these feelings, because I think it's been bred out of us. Particularly, mm-hmm. particularly today, where we've been told, "Here are the cold, hard facts." Here, you know, it's so easy to be negative. You know, just turn on oh, the yeah. news, and it's always been the case. You know, look at what, look at the position your friends are. And what I'd like to do is give people tools to empower them. I, I really, truly believe it's the old Boy Scout thing of leaving people better off than when you found them. And that, that's right. really the goal of what we are. And at the same time, particularly for like the three of us, our job's to entertain. Mm-hmm. You would, our, this show needs to entertain people while also giving them value. And so, you know, I'm not asking everybody to go have charisma. I'm not asking everybody to go jump up and down and be a zealot about the deck of shadows. I'm saying no, just start being sensitive to your own internal symbols and hey here's a technique that I use if it works for you terrific um, you know oh symbols just in daily life can actually lead you to the paths that you want if you just pay attention to them I even read an, I read an article I don't know it was a few months back now 
but they were saying that they're finding that general population are actually turning away from symbols. At the beginning of the show when you said cow, many people now are thinking C-O-W as opposed they, to thinking of a visual of a cow. Well, welcome to texting. Oh, exactly. A major portion of the problem is that texting. And, you know, our children today perhaps may not think in symbols anymore. And what a loss to the oh, to the human experience. Well, you know, it's fascinating that when, when the Deck of Shadows was first created, and I remember the, the three of us, and actually Kathy was involved too, when, when the four of us were talking about that deck, what I had said was when it was first created, I wanted to get away from the fast pace of MTV and all the visual cuts and the quick cuts and all the transitions that we were so used to seeing and put us back into a mode where we had, when you saw a word, you actually had to think about it, that the words on the deck of shadows actually became something that made you take a pause and it started ha- the, the words started having the same reaction uh, that previously tarot symbols would have had. Well, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right in that. What's starting to happen is now people are seeing the words, and th- it's like suddenly I've got a deck of texting, and it's you know they're putting the words together, which is great. It's what it was supposed to do, and so what what for me was pretty fascinating was when the movie Inception came out. That whole movie is built around symbolism. If you actually watch the movie and look at the the visual elements that are going on, Christopher Nolan and his team of creators have done a phenomenal job putting together uh, what actually really does happen uh, in a reader's head, for example. And so mm-hmm. what started ha- what has started happening with the Deck of Shadows is people are now starting to actually focus away from the words and start looking at the symbols that are on there, which in some cases people have told me I never noticed they were there before. It's really it's really amazing watching people as they grow into this deck and how it changes itself. Um, so it, it, you're absolutely right. It's it's I, I I think that you are correct that there are some people, particularly younger. People, when I say Cal, they do see COW. Yeah. All right, Scott, we got 25 minutes left. Time flies when you're on. Um, yeah. Do you want to get in? Do you want to get into the readings, or we we can do that. We can do whatever you whatever the two of you want. I am here for you. Okay. Because how do you want to do this? I'm doing the reading. So let's take a call, or you want to warm up with Annette, or whatever, or me. Oh, or let's warm. Yeah, sure. Let's warm up with Annette. I notice how he deflected that away from himself, Annette. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I believe in ladies first. I believe in ladies first. He learned that last time. Um, actually, I I will do what I always do, and that's first ask Annette. Uh, are you open to even doing this? Can I play with you for a little bit? Sure. Um, and and for listeners who may be new to this, uh, I understand this is a public setting. Uh, I don't give medical advice. Don't give financial advice. I don't give legal advice. Uh, This is something really where what I'm going to do is talk to you, Annette, about things that I get a sense your subconscious wants to say to you. Uh, Most of the time what we're going to chat about takes place for me over the next three to four weeks, and we'll see where we go from there. Uh, When you call in, if you call in and want a reading, one of the things that I will do is not actually ask you for your question, uh, which I think is a little unique and different than the way most people 
uh, most readers handle this. Uh, I'd rather give you my insights first, and then we will chat about what it is you called about, because if I do it the other way around, uh, it, again, if you call up and tell me you're having a problem with your boyfriend, it kind of limits me in what it is that I'm able to do with my whole uh, set of internal references. Um, mm -hmm. I am also well aware, by the way, that uh, there are people who will tell me or, or actually not validate what I'm saying. Um, I don't take any of that personally. Uh, I have actually, in the last three weeks, been contacted by about three or four different people who on air have, have disclaimed what I said to them and then wrote me and said, well, somebody was sitting next to me or I couldn't do this on the air, et cetera. And, and so I, it, it's all good. I just tell you what I have to say and we'll go with that. So, Annette, <laughs> run, let's play. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I will tell you, for you, and you are absolutely fascinating. You always have been when I've when I've worked with you before. Your great strength for me always continues to be your ability to be flexible. Um, I do get a sense right now that there's almost this this impatience, this impatient spirit that I'm getting, and um, I get a sense over the next three four weeks for you someone's waiting on you and that you're I think I've said this to you before I'm not positive but it's almost like you're not celebrating like you should and you, I want to tell you just go crazy just just enjoy uh, go enjoy. crazy with celebration yeah um, and I, I it's almost like your subconscious is saying to me no one can save you but you ease your mind oh okay um, I, it's funny when with you suddenly I got a microphone which is telling me you don't sing enough. And are you saying I don't sing enough? Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Um, good. Good. And, um, That's so true. I've kind of lost it actually. <laughs> yeah, you, it, I, I'm, I want you to. I want you to let go. It is. How about this one? Your subconscious wants to say to you, "Time is not running away." Time's not running oh, out. I'm for sorry. You. It, it was time, breaking up. Time is what? Time is not running out for you. Oh, good. And I and I, no, I and I don't mean that in a negative, you know, <coughs> ominous way. It's it's. I think I'm I'm getting the sense that there's just this impatience that things aren't going um, as quickly as you believe they could go. Uh, I, I'm getting a discontent with a business situation and interesting I, I think that you are wiser than you are allowing for in a business setting and I oh, think that's very that is, interesting and I think okay. that it is time, time for you um, to figure out what sanctuary and I mean that by the word sanctuary what that actually means for you and start moving uh, forward literally uh, towards what this sanctuary means. Um, it, I just don't. I, I, I'm getting the sense that in the next three to four weeks, you are you are literally putting the dreams aside and the talk aside and starting to go into action. And it, it all coincides with what your dreams are. But I just get this whole sense of you bursting out of your shell. <laughs> cool. I love bursting. 
Um, not, not, now, Especially if the, micro- the microphone is involved, that's gonna, that's really gonna make me happy. <laughs> yes, but I, but I want you to be wise, particularly okay. w- particularly with money, um, because I do get a sense that there's a business situation that requires you to be wise, and and okay. to, and to make decisions on how you are spending your time, and in comparison with how you've done it in the past. Okay. You've, you've got some great, you've got some phenomenal responsibilities coming up, by the way. Um, Don't I always? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was born to be responsible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's That's okay. I embrace like, it. Well, no, it, it's almost it's almost like you're letting somebody feel safe enough to dance. And I know that sounds. Really oh, I, I couldn't... Wait, I'm letting someone what? You're, you're letting someone else. It's not you. You get to okay. sing. It's okay. like you're letting someone else feel safe enough to dance. Okay, someone else feels safe enough to dance. Okay. And it's almost like they are feeling chased or pursued or... Um, it's almost like someone's after them and you're, you're the knight in shining armor that allows them oh, to, okay. breathe, to breathe easier again. She's like the warrior. That's what I always call her, right? Yeah, the it, it, I'll it, be the vampire slayer, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's more than, than that. It's, I used, it's funny because I used the word sanctuary with you before. It's yeah. an, Annette growing into sanctuary. It's literally becoming the safe haven for those who may be under her or look up mm-hmm. to her. And it's it's more than just mothering and nurturing. This is true safety, so that they can breathe easier. It's a, it's a really unique situation for you. Um, that again, I understand that. I understand. And, and I think up until now, you've, I think you've always felt this, and part of you has literally denied it. it it's almost I've got to stay passive. I've got to stay neutral. Um, again, it's not a smothering thing at all. This is not right. smothering. This is you're the fortress of solitude for Superman. This is the place where someone can retreat and be safe. Okay, I totally get it. Okay. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. The, the uh, and, and again, yeah. And again um, it's one of those things where for you, I'm getting a, I, I just get a sense that this over the next three or four weeks for you, Okay. All comes to a head. Ed, you want to play? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, your cycle, for me, I get a wheel with you, which is a, a cycle of renewal when I get that, that internal symbol. And mm-hmm. I've, I know I've mentioned this, too, before. What's fascinating is that I'm going to compare you with Annette for a moment. She is going through a phenomenal burst because I know she likes that. She's going mm-hmm. through a phenomenal burst of internal growth. You, you are going through a burst of external or outer growth. And it's, I want to say to you that in this new renewal, this wheel that you go through, um, keep exploring this circle of friends that you have mm-hmm. because I get a sense from you that there's, it's almost this caution. And mm-hmm. if, if with you... You have such a thirst for love and affection 
and it's about to be quenched like never before. I, I mean, it, what, what's phenomenal is I get this huge heart with you, um, which is this outpouring of emotion and uh, and love and appreciation. You've you got to be able to accept it. And I have a I have this sense that you're getting, with you it's actually a shorter time period, you're getting a much more realistic view of what wealth means for you. Um, mm-hmm. And that what the sense of chasing an elusive goal for you um, is now sitting back and finding out and asking, gosh, is the risk really worth the adventure? And so there's this reevaluation that's, that's going on. With you, I also get a sense of there's going to be even more of an air of mystery about you. I know you love that, but it's, it's you become more of an enigma. And it's because there's a, a unique opportunity or episode uh, that's about to be presented to you. And it's not like Annette. Annette's got a business thing that, mm-hmm. I, that I'm, I'm getting a very solid business uh, opportunity for her. With you, this is more a, a life path that is going to be presented and you choose to follow it. It's not a business deal. It's just a state of mind. And I just get this entire sense that you've got this unfolding going on. Um, I also get a sense, now sometimes I, I get projections, I get a sense you've had some sleepless nights lately. Um, I just get the sense that you're caught up in something from the past. And it, it's all, knowing what you do is not fair, because I don't want to say it's almost like you're haunted um, in mm-hmm. a bad way, but it's almost like someone wants you to hurt for them or to feel for them, and you're not doing it. Right. Absolutely right. And um, I can tell you sometimes I, I'm hearing a bagpipe um, as part of this whole scenario that's playing out. And so you may, whatever this is that you need to get released is, is done, I get a sense, by paying more attention to your own home and reinforcing mm-hmm. what you already have. Um, and and I think that that release will take place. But I just get this whole sense that there's this cloud about you at the moment. That's it's not you. It's somebody else mm-hmm. um, that that is creating some uh, some need for for mental clarity on your part. Yeah, I pretty wow. much made up. I made up my mind on on that nose. I believe. A scenario that's going down, and I pretty much um, let's put it this way. I think you probably know, Scott. Once I get burnt, I don't get burnt again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, I just cut it loose. Period. I don't. At this stage in my life, I don't deal with it no more. You know what I'm saying? It's too late in the game. Well, it, so. again, it's one of those things. I, I, I just, I, I get a sense that your subconscious says, "Don't, don't continue what you're doing." At the risk of losing one of your greatest possessions, mm-hmm. you know, f- face the fact. And you know, I'm hearing Scott's words, and I'm almost, I'm almost reminded about the, this last week or two that you've been go- with the stuff you've been going through mm-hmm. with the people that you live with. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what I'm hearing. What Scott is talking about. Okay, but I'll leave it there. I'll shut up. <laughs> I, I'm going to leave you. With, I'm going to leave you with one thing, Ed, um, and, and mm-hmm. that is. Your world is about, you're about to get some enchantment, and I'm going to leave it at that. You've got a new personality coming into your life. 
and there's okay. going to be a lot of excitement with it. Um, okay. So be, be open to that with respect to – don't be so guarded, I guess is what I'm saying. All right. Be, okay. be, open to, be open to some of the new stuff that's coming your way. All right. Let's take a uh, let's take a caller that's been waiting, and uh, there will be one I bring on toward the end. We got eleven minutes. Call. Let's take this caller though right now. Um, area code five two zero three seven eight. Hello. Hi. Good evening. Good evening. And, and what's your, your name? name? Oh, my name is Jean. Hi, Jean. Okay. Good evening, Jean. How are you? Oh, good. You're just good. <laughs> that's good. Well, that's you're going to be better when we're done with this. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Um, Gene, you mind if I play for play with you for a little bit? Sure. All right. Now, did did you call about something in particular, or did you call about symbolism? What, what? Don't don't ask me the question. But did you call about one or the other, or both? One of just only. Now I'm confused. Okay. <laughs> Give me one, yeah. How about Jean? Why did you call? Um, I'm Carl for the tarot. Okay. Tarot um, let, let me tell you, with you, I get a sense of the lovers. Are you familiar with tarot at all? Yeah, a little bit, but yeah, okay. go ahead. The, the lover's card for me um, is also correlated to the number six, um, which is something that you need to focus on more. Um, I get a sense with you that you don't operate fully at the heart level like you could and that you, you need to understand, I get a sense that your subconscious is saying you need to understand that being loved is a great responsibility. And I, I'm getting a sense with you that um, something dramatic is about to happen. Good way, but something dramatic is about to happen like a bolt of lightning. Um, very suddenly, I would say within the next seven days. Um, and it's going to light you up like a star, and it's going to ignite your passion, and if you blink, you're going to miss it. So I want you to start paying attention to the things that are happening around you. I get a sense that you don't necessarily focus on the day-to-day -day intimate details of your life, that you kind of go along and let things happen and then analyze them after the fact. I want you to start being proactive. I get a sense with you that there's almost a coming home, and I want, I want you to hear that, when I say coming home, it's people still count, that everything is going to seem more real and that it's going to be a slower pace for you. Um, I also get a sense that people, have, I get this sense, that I want to just tell you, people are going to stay together because I think that, that over the next short time period, there's a concern that staying together isn't going to happen and the family unit doesn't necessarily stay as cohesive as you want it to. I'm here to tell you I'm getting a sense at the moment that that's not what happens, that they actually people do stay together. Mm -hmm. Okay, Jean. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank you very much for calling. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Scott, we, we have, uh, we have, what do we have? We have eight minutes. I'm going to bring somebody on that you've talked to in the past. Okay. Okay. Okay, and it's Mrs. Shanahan, Kathy. <laughs> oh, hey, Kathy. Hi. How are you? I'm terrific. I'm glad you're on today. Well, I wasn't going to come up, but I wanted to at least say hello to you and to Annette. And it's such a pleasure and a joy to listen to you and talk to you. 
Oh, well, thank you. Um, thank you know you. what? I, 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 it's funny, as I was talking to Ed, and this usually happens, I got some stuff for you. Do you care if I share with you? You can share anything about our conversation you like. Um, this is one of those things where I got a sense from you, for you, that you're still learning to draw boundaries at the moment. And I, I, I really want to say to you, now, above all else, now is the time for you, Kathy, to sit down and figure out what you want. Figure out what it is that it will take to reinvent your world and what's acceptable. And that then allows... I, I, I know we're on the air, so I can't say it. You become the blank filter for everybody because I get the sense that you're able to tell what's real and what's not. You're the one keeping everybody else real. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I, I get a sense, at least in the near period, I've got a, I, I get a real sense of a heavy heart for you. Um, and it's, it's, I want you to be patient and don't be afraid of what your emotions are telling you. And I want you to start practicing something that I call dream wisdom. Um, There there are messages for you that I think you've known about but haven't really paid attention to, and they've been going on for a while, and I want you to start writing them down. This this kind of ties in with the symbols that we've chatted about. Right. Um, and, And ask yourself, what do these mean? Don't look it up in a dream dictionary. Don't look it up online. This is Kathy and her own personal set of definitions. And right. The, the beauty of this is it's time for you to start choosing what you deserve mm-hmm. and you don't have to serve so much. That doesn't mean you're not there as a support system, but you're, you're coming into your own and you get to start making choices um, that are going to rule the rest of your life. And I, I just get this huge, I want to hug you and say follow your dreams. I know. I understand what you're saying. You're right. You're right. You're right. And I do. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, Kath. Yeah. There's a there's a bad connection. I don't know if you could hear it on your end. Because I have speakerphone on, so it probably. You do. Can you put microphone in, please? I'll try. (laughs) I'm probably gonna end up hanging up, but is that better? Yeah, that's off. it's off now. Okay. There okay. you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Jesse, one of the things that I, w- I want to just kind of leave you with is, again, when I talk about this heavy heart, I get a sense that in the near future your actions, your deeds are going to be challenged. And I just want you to understand that, that the war, that this, ra- this raging conflict you feel within yourself, there's no right or wrong. Oh. You just need to make a decision. Oh, okay. I understand. All right, Thank Kathy. you. So much. Okay. We're, we're still having a problem, so I'm gonna. Um, we're gonna hang up on you, Kathy. Okay. Yeah. Talk to you okay. in a couple minutes. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye, honey. <laughs> Bye. Boy, I never. Thank you for saying that. I had a hard time saying it, Scott. <laughs> I've got your back, Ed. <laughs> Hang up on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, you want to give the web pages again for yourself? 
a- absolutely, and thank you for doing that. Um, the, my main website is thinkingmagically.com, and it's thinking, T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G, and magically, mm-hmm. M-A-G-I-C-A-L-L-Y.com. Uh, from that website, you actually can get links. You can see the, the Deck of Shadows. You can get links to where the books are being sold at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Uh, what's kind of cool that I've just started doing for those who actually already have the Deck of Shadows or who have the Masks of Tarot, uh, I've started a blog now that I had not had when we last chatted. And in it, I actually go into some more detail. It's Again, there I'm just doing it uh, for value for people to take a look at. Today I actually posted uh, the, the whole basic technique for coming up with your own personal symbol that I talked about before. So people who are more interested can go on to the website, look at the blog. If you want to get it in your email, you can sign up for that notification, but you just read it there, uh, and it will give you the technique. And then every week I post something new that either deals with divination or thinking magically or the masks of tarot, and we delve into some other things. Um, So it it may turn into a mini-book. I don't know. Uh, But that's the best place for those people who I did not get to, a chance to talk to tonight, if you go to Facebook, uh, I actually am on Facebook two different places. One is uh, S, like Scott, S. Grossberg, and the other one is Scott Grossberg. One is my page. The other one is the infamous fan page. I see them both. Uh, and what I do is you sign up for those. Uh, periodically, I will go through when I have downtime and do free readings for people uh, who are friends uh, and I will put them on there, and you can actually, if you go to the S. Grossberg, my page, and go under notes, you can see what I've done in the past for people. Okay. Um, so again, hey, Robert, there, was a, there was a question on uh, chat board. Is there a way that um, somebody could get a reading from you later? So. Uh, you know what, I, I appreciate that. My schedule is such that I am, I'm just not able to do one-on-one readings now. Okay. The, the best thing to do is, is go on. I see this here, the person that is asked. Go on to mm-hmm. Facebook and add me as a friend if you haven't done so already. Uh, right. Tell me that you're interested in doing that, and who knows? Um, magical things can happen, and we can, we can do it that way. Um, but it's one of those things where I don't charge for readings anyway. This is something that I do of value. Um, you know, if you want to give back to what I'm giving, I'd rather you just either buy the Deck of Shadows or the Masks of Tarot and get some, some extra tools along the way anyway. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to leave. I want to say thank you again, Scott. Thank you, and, Yeah. And I want to leave you, and I think I'm, I'm confident you could do this. I want you, to, us to close out the show with you with a final word for everybody that's listening, it would make them feel good. Can you? Is that possible? I, I, I want, yeah. Um, I want you to appreciate what you have. Okay. Appreciate, Thank you, Scott. Appreciate. Thank you, Scott, and we'd love to have you back on in the near future. All right, guys. Stay magical. All right. <laughs> for everybody listening, this is for you. Annette, thank you. Scott, thank you. And this is for everybody listening tonight. There must be lights burning brighter somewhere 
got to be birds flying higher in a sky more blue. If I can dream of a better land where all my brothers walk hand in hand, tell me why. Understanding sometimes strong winds of promise that will blow away the doubt.